the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I want to thank you so much for joining us today on Take 10. We come to you every week with a discussion of a variety of mental health issues as they relate uh, to caregivers, to care recipients, and others. Our co-host, Dr. Jamie Heisman, is with us. Dr. Heisman, a nationally known psychotherapist, an expert on caregiving as well as addictions. And Carol Zerniel, she also nationally recognized as a gerontologist, was named one of the nation's top 50 influencers in aging for 2017 by Next Avenue. She holds a master's degree in social gerontology and has been involved in the field of aging for nearly 30 years. And I'm Ron Aaron. Dr. Jamie, interesting topic that you and I were talking about off air. How involved should caregivers be in the healthcare delivery for their care recipients? And and why is it important? You know, Ron, it's a great topic for not just ourselves, as an audience of caregivers, but also as myself as a clinician, Carol, who you know heads up uh, so much for an organization that delivers care to millions of people, and to hospitals, anybody who may be listening. The caregivers really manage everything. Okay, they manage everything for their loved ones. Usually, medications, eat, getting dressed in the morning, doctors' visits, social events, meals. They're the observable sort of. How do I say this? Not third party that sits almost in the stands and watches their loved one, literally watches them in terms of decompensation from medical issues, from psychological issues, isolation, you name it. And they have a wonderful opportunity to be the historians that can really help our, a loved one, a caree, with a proper care plan that is vitally necessary to address their health conditions biopsychosocially. So we have too often allowed, let's say, the patient, I have too as a, as a psychologist, to be the only historian. Well, they see things through their eyes. They never see things through sort of the eyes of somebody who's watching them. And that's why caregivers vitally need to be a part of the healthcare system if we're going to have good outcomes, good metrics, and a much more holistic way to deal with patients. And, and what do you do with the patient uh, who is so resistant to care, who is in denial, who doesn't want it. Maybe uh, because men often are the ones who never want to go to the doctor. They're macho. Nothing's wrong with me. I'm good. Well, they got a lot to learn from these families, let's say, from our treatment world, the addiction world. I know everybody thinks about intervention, like a TV show or, hey, I'm going to pack your bags and you're going to go into treatment. That's that. No, there's loving interventions. There's ways to peel sort of people off and anxiety off somebody in a loving sort of way. So I do think the first thing we should do as doctors, as clinicians, as family members, is to literally sit down with our loved one uh, and hopefully maybe have a third party, a geriatric care manager, or a social worker, to help them understand how getting people engaged and involved will really, uh, you know, heighten the quality of healthcare, heighten their opportunity to have 
better outcomes and literally heighten their ability to have a longer life. So what do you do if the patient is someone that might have some sort of mild cognitive impairment that's not really capable of the type of executive function to understand that this is in their best interest? It's, you know, really instinctively reacting negatively. Well, you have a wonderful, um, you know, organization, Caregiver SOS throughout Texas, and no doubt the policies and procedures and protocols exist. Um, We literally then would start, I would, with looking at maybe the five wishes, right? Starting to get them somebody who can actually act for them, with them, somebody they trust, somebody who can literally uh, have, let's say, power of attorney. Uh, The ability to help, not the ability to victimize them and take power away from them, but how do we enhance that? And so if somebody has a cognitive issue or neurologically decompensating, obviously it's a huge issue and they need somebody who they know and trust to be engaged and involved. So that would be the first step. And I would use the primary care doctor. I would use you know, a specialist. I would use people who are close to them to finally move them towards that particular place. You know, it's inevitable anyway, Carol, somehow along the healthcare system that somebody's going to ask them to do it. Might as well be the family, be the ones. Yeah, and I think it's really important that you that you pointed out to someone they can trust um, and, and whoever that is, because often there is a person that they hear that, that can get through to them, um, whereas me as the caregiver, me as the daughter, uh, the wife, you know, we all tune out our relatives from time to time, uh, and that probably doesn't change. No, we're the worst messengers sometimes. I always say sometimes the rescuer becomes the victim. Um, and it's so true in caregiving, right? Caregiving, uh, it's when the rescuer does become the victim. I always think bringing in a third party, somebody who doesn't have a dog in the hunt, somebody who can facilitate in a creative way, uh, awareness, if you will, and then transformation is the way to, to always go. And to your point about trust, the acronym for trust is to reach ultimate success together. And so you're a thousand percent right. The therapeutic trust somebody has with somebody, and that's a strategic decision that families need to make. We as therapists know we can't make progress unless we have that, is the place to go. That is the go-to person to facilitate and conduct the orchestra, even with a third party involved. Let me let those who may have just joined us know you're listening to Take 10. I'm Ron Aaron, along with Dr. Jamie Heisman and Carol Zerniel, talking about caregivers, when they ought to become and should they become more proactive in the healthcare delivery for their loved ones or their care recipient. Uh, is there a line that uh, they shouldn't cross without permission of the care recipient, Dr. Jamie? Yo, lines are great to talk about, Ron. You're right. If we become too intrusive, we have a concept called psychological reactants. A person's going to back away and they're going to retreat and they're not going to get engaged at all. So be mindful that this is a strategic approach. I, I said it's not a Johnson Institute intervention, like walking somebody off the treatment, but it is a, really what we call a loving family intervention. So we have to be very mindful of their boundaries, of their lines that we shouldn't c- cross. Because once you do cross a line, a boundary, I think some people retreat and recoil. Are there cases where uh, a care recipient has now rejected their caregiver that they say, you know, I don't want you helping me anymore. Absolutely. I bet you Carol sees that throughout all of caregiver SOS sometimes. And in there, and sometimes it's rational, by the way. And I've seen caregivers, obviously, uh, you know, take advantage sometimes of the situation. And then often it's totally irrational. It's paranoia. It's things that are medically decompensating. 
And in those cases, again, it's a strategic decision. Please do not throw the baby out with the bathwater. If you don't say no, you say how. And if somebody is being rejected or somebody's not trusted or there's a paranoia about that somebody, literally get together as a family and discuss who is the best. And don't force that person on them. And sometimes that person won't even be involved in the ultimate intervention. Carol, as you think about how assertive a caregiver could be, and you've been involved in situations like that on behalf of family, uh, what is the boundary line for you? Well, you know, it's interesting because there, you know, there are always two sides to every story, right? So we've got the caregiver that, um, we've got the care recipient that may not want the caregiver. And then we, sometimes we have caregivers who really want to be involved and um, who, you know, become sort of a polarizing figure in the care plan. Um, and maybe they're not getting along with the care, care recipient. Maybe they're not getting along with the care team. And it's very hard to remain objective. And so I almost uh, envision uh, getting your head above the water every once in a, t- a while so you can see clearly, you know, kind of poke your head out of the water and see things aren't going well and ask yourself, am I part of the problem if I'm the caregiver? Yeah. Yeah. To, to your point, Carol, we always have to keep our eye on the donut and not the hole. Our egos get into the way of all of this. And when you have family dynamics, especially you're taking care of a loved one and you've got 60, 70, 80 years already of experience, sometimes the ego gets involved. Be focused on the solution. What is the solution? Well, maybe it's to get mom or dad into a residential setting. Maybe it's to give the proper historical clinical information to a doctor. Whatever it is, don't get caught in the sauce. As I say get lost in the sauce. Stay focused on the goal and then do what you need to do without regard to ego to get to that solution. And before we run out of time, Dr. Jamie, ask your PCP for guidance, perhaps. Absolutely. Make your PCP a willing part of this whole process. There is nobody, I think, that's more objective in this or who needs this clinical information or the next level of care Perfect. more to help your level. Thank you. Dr. Jamie Heisman, Carol Zerniel. I'm Ron Aaron. Thanks for joining us on Take 10. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.